Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keene, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now here's your host, Parker Keene. What's up with the mustache? <laughs> quarantine, baby. Gotta keep it fresh. You got that quarantine stash. All right, everyone, welcome back. This is Parker's MMA Show. This is episode 32. This episode, we've got a very special guest coming on, uh, Cass Bell, Bellator bantamweight fighter. Billy, you want to give a little info on him? Sure. Cass Bell, he's a 5-0 and bantamweight in Bellator. All five of his professional wins are in the Bellator cage. Uh, he's coming out of Humboldt, California. Um, so, you know, kind of uh, out in the country there in California a little bit, but... Uh, definitely an exciting guy, exciting fighter, and and looks like he's ready to take that leap with Bellator. So very excited to get to, to talk to him. There Cass, what's up, Cass, man? How are, how are you? Hey, what up? I'm good. How are you guys? Awesome, brother. How are you hanging in down there in California? Uh, doing, you know, just fine. It's been crazy, especially you know with training and all that. But uh, I mean, it's just like a summer summer for us, I guess. The kids are home, and we're just, uh, you know, just. Trying to stay home. Doing what you can do, huh? Yeah. All right. Exactly. So thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, let's just jump right into it. So, yeah, that was going to be my first question. How's the training and how's life with the pandemic? You know, life as a fighter dealing with this pandemic. What's it like? You know, training's been super, you know, super crazy. You know, I'm still getting my training in, luckily. But, like, you know, it's, not, it's different because I don't get to train with my team. Um, I'm mostly training with my kids a lot i get to beat them up they get to beat me up uh my son's 10 years old and my daughter's eight years old so they're getting the rear naked choke down pretty good um we have contests on who can tap me out first so they get a you know they get different tries usually it takes like the sixth try and then i'm i'm finally tapping but <laughs> so you know we're doing that and then uh you know with the training you know what's different about that is obviously i don't get trained with all my guys with all my my teammates and stuff but uh uh, we definitely still do study groups and stuff and break down fights and talk a lot and watch videos and then uh, drill whatever we can. But separately, um, I get to see my coach um, still sometimes. Um, but besides that, I mean, like, it's it's definitely been crazy just trying to figure it all out. Yeah, is the gym just kind of locked down right now? Is people just kind of yeah. training at home and, yeah. Yep, everybody's usually at home. I live right down the street from the gym, so – I'm lucky enough to at least come here and I do like a live workout video for the kids, for all my kids and stuff. So I'm able to do that as of now. But besides that, you know, it's, it's shut down. Like I'll come by and check on everything and uh, make sure everything's good and then lock it all up, all up and go back home. Very cool. So that leads me into the next question. What, what has been your thoughts on having fights during all this? I know the UFC has tried, you know, last weekend and then they're trying to push forward in May what are your thoughts on with everything going on? What what should be the fight the state of fighting right now? Um, I mean, I am a fighter and I love fighting and I would love to fight. Like somebody hit me up, but like, hey, we have a fight. Obviously, I want to be safe as possible and and uh, not get anybody else sick. But I think like uh, as long as like they're you know they're doing the testing and uh, you know before and during the whole fight camp and everybody's honest, you know, like hey, somebody gets sick, they get you know they gotta be honest and you know say hey, I'm sick and back off. But uh, or back out. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it's good if there's, you know, um, if everybody's super, you know, cautious about it. 
And uh, obviously the training is going to be different. You know, you can't have a real, real fight camp, I don't believe. But I mean, still, there's, you know, we're not going to lose our skills. We're going to be out of shape a little bit, but we can still run and shadow box and hit the bags and do whatever we can. You know, like I said, I'm training with my kids, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's different, but you know, I'm going to make it work. So, I mean, um, I, you know, I'm going stir crazy to sitting at home a lot and not be able to, you know, get physical or anything like that. Like I'm usually, usually every day I'm training or we're doing something every single day. So, um, but no, I think if they, if everybody does it the right way and everybody's, you know, uh, really careful and, you know, they have doctors, they do the testing and hopefully they can find some more, te- you know, do figure out some other kind of testing to, you know, see if we have it and, uh, and then just, you know, go by that. So where is, um, I know that the UFC is trying to put on an event on thick on May 9th. Um, where is Bellator in all of this? Cause I mean, I kind of assume once whoever is the first one to pull it off, the other organizations, the bigger yeah. ones are going to be able to kind of just follow right along. So where is Bellator yeah. kind of at the oh, moment? Yeah. Um, so I just saw something today. I was going to try to find it right now that, uh, I know they're trying to do something in uh, LA, um, in the next couple months, if they can, and it's going to be, you know, no, you know, uh, nobody's, they're going to try to keep it under 50 people, you know, who's running and working the whole thing. So they're going to try to keep it small and obviously test everybody and test people right before you go in the cage, you know, that day, like try to do a whole bunch of testing. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, and, uh, but who knows, you know, they don't know for sure if it's going to happen or not. Cause you know, it could be shut down. California could, you know, shut it all down, but I know they're trying to do something in LA if I, if I read the article correctly. Awesome. So, all right, let's move on past the pandemic talk here. Um, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of your early life and how you got into fighting. Um, okay. So let's see, where should I start? Uh, um, I guess, uh, I grew up, it was just my, uh, me and my mom, and then I have my sisters, and I actually have a big family. There's five of us, um, if I remember correctly. <laughs> There's a lot of us. There's, uh, I have three sisters and uh, two brothers, and I'm the oldest one out of them. So I, I guess there's six of us, I guess, if I do the math right. And, uh, but anyways, I grew up, grew up just, you know, with my mom. My mom was a single parent uh, working, so she worked a lot. Um, so it was, you know, me being the big brother, taking care of everybody when she was working and then, and she was going to school and everything. She had me when she was 18. So she was super young. Um, but anyways, uh, skip forward a couple years. Um, she wouldn't let me do any kind of any, she let me do all the sports besides football and wrestling. So she would never let me do and or, you know, MMA or anything like that. It wasn't really MMA back then, but, or that, you know, was wide well, for the stream, but, uh, but she wouldn't let me know. Big thing was no wrestling, no football. So of course that's what I wanted to do. Um, so in seventh grade, my best friend's dad, who I looked up to as a dad, um, he signed me up for wrestling. Cause I was always at their house every, uh, all, all day, every day. And, uh, and, uh, he, they just lived down the street. And, uh, so I'd go over to their house and we'd be wrestling and stuff. And his son's his, my best friend was wrestling like his whole, like, for a long time and we'd be a good battle. He'd kick my butt a little bit, but for me not knowing anything, we'd still, you know, do pretty good. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to get you for wrestling. And, uh, and, uh, so he signed me up. So he would take me everywhere to go wrestling. Uh, we'd actually go to Oregon, um, a lot, which is like four hour drive or something. At least we'd go down, down South, which is like a six, seven hour drive. to like San Francisco or farther. And every weekend we'd go down and, and wrestle. So my mom didn't know for two years that I was doing that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but when I was a freshman, 
she uh, when I was freshman, he his name's Donnie, Donnie Heron. Um, Donnie was like, uh, hey, I'm not going to sign the papers for you this year. You know, you got you got to tell your mom, you got to get your mom on board. So I had to think of a you know crazy plan. How am I going to do this? And uh, I told her, hey, I'm going to wrestle. I kind of told her I'm going to do this, you know. And uh, she's like, all right, she signed the paper. So I did my, you know, uh, wrestling. She came in, checked it all out. And she's like, well, you're actually pretty good. And uh, she was actually pretty excited about it. She thought wrestling was more, I guess, kind of like fighting kind of, and just like really kind of just, just some, I don't, I don't know. She thought it was super crazy. I was going to get hurt or something like that. Um, and then, but she actually saw it wasn't as bad as she thought it was. And then uh, a couple of years later, she actually got all my brothers and sisters wrestling. So they all were wrestling. It's all been, yes, yeah, so they've all been wrestling. Um, they've been kind of slacking lately, but uh, they all started, like my, my older sisters, they started wrestling. They were really good. And they wrestled all through high school and everything. So that was, you know, pretty cool. And then really, like, I wrestled all through high school at Arcata High. Um, and I'm born and raised in Humboldt County. So I've lived here my whole life. And uh, we, I started wrestling. So I started wrestling in seventh grade, wrestled all through my, my fresh, all my high school season, freshman and senior year. And uh, my junior year, I lost uh, my coach. Uh, my coach had to stop working, which was like, he, he was Burt Van Duzer. He was the best coach in Humboldt County around, even, you know, even farther than that. But uh, um, unfortunately, he had to stop uh, coaching. So my junior year, um, we had other coaches that were trying to coach. Nobody could really fit. We were high school kids, so we were bullies and, and being stupid. And, and uh, if I could beat the coach – no other, nobody else is listening to the coach. So that's how it kind of went. And I'm, I'm only, I was only 120 pounds at the time. So, so we kind of ran out some coaches and then finally we got a, a really good coach, uh, coach Ray, who was a football coach, but he was, he's this big guy who was like 230 pounds. No, we tried to jump him so many times and couldn't <laughs> beat him at all. He would, he would kick, you know, kick the crap out of us. And, uh, but we respected that. And he was honest with us too. He, from the very beginning, he's like, Hey, I'm, I wrestled back in high school. Um, um, but I'm not, you know, you guys don't have a coach. You guys are not going to have a season. So I'm, I'm willing to step up and be your coach. But again, you know, I haven't wrestled since high school. I'm a football coach. So I'm just here. So that's, you know, let's have some practice. Let's, you know, start running it. So we all respect them for that. And, uh, we started getting gear and started, you know, practicing. And then, um, and he was our coach my senior year, but it still wasn't the same, you know, like, uh, like I lost, you know, my, my, my head coach, Bert and, uh, and so that kind of like, I was like, I had big plans, you know, my junior year was going to make it to state. And then my senior year was going to actually place that state. And, uh, and unfortunately that didn't happen. I got, uh, uh, my senior year, what was it? I got, I placed fifth place at sections. Um, and I was heartbroken cause I thought it was over. I was like, man, my whole season's over. Uh, I wish I would have tried harder. I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have, you know, so much more I would have done. And, uh, and I lost it. And, uh, and what sucks too is how I lost it was, I was wrestling the first seed kid, the kid that uh, was in first seed. And I was actually, uh, we, it was, it was, it was a, I think I was ahead. I was ahead by one point. Um, there was uh there's so many whistles going on. He shot, tried to take me down. I thought we were out of bounds. I heard the whistle. So I stopped, tried to go. He kept taking me down <laughs> oh, for geez. two points. And now it's, you know, like, I think it was six to five or whatever it was. Right. So now he's ahead. There's only like 10 seconds left. I couldn't take him down. I lost. And it was, uh, it was over, you know, so I was, I was so close. And then my next match after that, I totally just lost. I couldn't beat the kid. The kid was really good. Couldn't escape. And the kid was, was really good. Um, 
I just couldn't, you know, I don't know if my mindset was there or whatever it was. And I, I unfortunately lost. So I was definitely, you know, upset about that. Um, so then a couple of years jump ahead. Oh, I suppose. Uh, so I had like some college opportunities to go to, I had some scholarships to go uh, to college to wrestle, but, um, being young and not thinking, I was like, no, there's no way I could actually afford, uh, cause I would still have to work, pay for my car or p- car payments and all this stuff and still work. And I started working at a young age. So I started working when I was like uh, fifth grade, probably. I started delivering the newspapers. And so I was a delivery boy. And then I worked at little restaurants here and there. I worked at Tiffany's, which was like arcade, arcade thing, just to raise some money. So I had some money and stuff so I could spend. So I had to raise my, you know, my mom put all the money to rent and our clothes and everything else. But if I wanted anything extra, I had to go earn it. So, uh, so I was always working. And then all through high school, I, I worked at the student store and worked up my junior or maybe my sophomore year. Maybe it was my junior year. And I became the manager there. So I was running the store. So I was able to eat lunch and, you know, eat whatever I wanted to and all that stuff. And then um, and then my senior year, I started working at the Arcata Co-op. That's a local uh, local store, all organic food. And it's just like, it's an awesome store to work at because you got discounts, you got all the best food to eat. And, um, and so anyway, so I started working there. And, uh, and I forget where I'm going with it, but, uh, let's see. So I just worked a lot. So at the time, you know, I was like, man, I'm gonna have to work and I'm gonna have to train all day, every day and still work. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for school, but I still had to do school and train and then also work for, to pay, you know, for whatever else. And so at the time I just didn't think I could do it. Um, now being older, I definitely could have, it wouldn't have been that big a deal. I think, I think I could have definitely done it. Uh, but being that young and just like, no, there's no way I unfortunately turned that down. But um, so then fast forward, there was these uh, fights at Sh- uh, Sherry Heights Casino. That's the local casino here. And um, they were doing this tough man competition. So what you do is sign up and, and uh, you fight multiple times in that night. So you fight one round, one three minute round. And if you win, you go It's a tournament style. So you, you fight again. And, uh, and so I, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. This sounds awesome. Um, and I'm going to try this. And I was probably 21, 22 at the time. Maybe I was a little older, actually. Maybe it was like Were you training any MMA or did you just kind of jump in as a wrestler? Yeah. So just training. <laughs> yeah, just wrestling. And, and I got in a whole bunch of fights when I was being young and yeah. young, being 21, yeah. fighting the college kids, being local and just going to all the parties and stuff and, right. and just, just fighting. That was the thing I loved to do. And uh, – so I thought, you know, I was like, oh, pretty tough. I think I could do it. <laughs> so then uh, my, my, my guy who I call my dad, Donnie, who was my best friend's dad at the time who got me wrestling, um, his kids were working out at this gym, uh, 21 Grams Gym. And I told him, hey, I'm going to do this t- tough man competition. He's like, oh, really? He's like, I know these two badass guys um, that are, you know, like, like so they, their knowledge is, un, you know, is, is crazy. They know so much things. Um, about the fight game and stuff. So I'm going to get you, I'm going to hook you up and uh, get you in there with them and, and start training with them. So I was like, all right, cool. Three months go by, still nothing. He keeps, uh, Donnie keeps begging uh, my coach Juan or John Thompson and Josh Vert. Hey, I got this kid and uh, he's, you know, he, he's going to, he wants to fight. He's really serious. He's, you know, this and that and just started, you know, kept talking me up, but took him forever. I kept, you know, asking every day, Hey, is there anywhere? Like, no, they're, you know, they're not taking it. They're not taking it. And then finally I got the call. It was like two weeks before the, the actual event was happening. And they're like, yep, come on in. So I came in, met Juan, met Josh, uh, Josh Burt and, uh, started training with them. And, 
and uh, luckily Donnie was paying for all my paying for for everything that I had, you know for my training and stuff, which was awesome. And uh, so I started training, just started training, and I got my butt whooped. Uh, Juan, I met Juan, we started sparring and stuff. Juan just kicked the crap out of me, and I and just just street fights and stuff. You know, I thought it was pretty tough, but I never really lost a fight unless I got jumped or something like that. Then then that's but that's a different story. And uh, but then but he just kicked my butt, and I was like, what? This is awesome! And I just fell in love with it. Started kept showing up, and then I did my first event at the Share Heights, and um, I got second. I won my first one, which kind of sucked because it was my one of my best friends, TJ Sinati, and uh, we were rest- we grew up wrestling each other. So he was in the same weight class as me, and we always had a battle for varsity and all that stuff. And uh, and so, but he was the first one that had a fight. So I fought. Luckily, I won. And it was a tough fight, but, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely crazy fighting him. And then uh, I had to fight this other guy who was a stud, uh, um, Derek, and he, Bartley. And uh, he's been, I guess he's been cleaning up the whole West Coast of all these kind of fights. I guess they travel around and stuff. And, and uh, I guess he's been, like, just tearing it up. So I had him. Um, I, uh, it went to a decision. It was only three rounds, or I mean, three minute, you know, one round, three minute, uh, a round. So it was like, so we just went, gave it all we got, and he beat me. But I got second, and uh, I remember I was just like, oh man, that sucks. But uh, Josh, you know, he's like, hey man, I like, you know, we like what we saw. Uh, you have heart and everything, and we want you to keep training with us, so we're gonna sponsor you. We're gonna, uh, you know, keep coming to the gym. You just have to make a promise that you're gonna show up on time and train and so and that's what i did i was like heck yeah i'll definitely do that um so i mean i've been here ever ever since now so it's been like eight years and i haven't left yeah <laughs> that's awesome awesome billy go ahead so cass you, you know you come you come from you know humboldt county right you, you have this whole story of training and then you know you, you get with bellator right um you kind of you make your pro debut with bellator um how did how did that come about and like what what do you think about Bellator as a route for a young fighter? Um, we see a lot of guys who go the LFA or like regional route or a lot of guys really desperate to get to the UFC. But, um, you know, I think Bellator personally is a good route. And I just want to hear your take on that. Yeah, no. So I'm super excited. So how, you know, what we did, especially as an amateur. So my coaches from the beginning told me, hey, um, you know, we're going to, you know, you're going to train hard. We're going to train you like a professional and but we're gonna, we're not gonna take no easy fights, you know. We're gonna take um, uh, we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna fight and or we're gonna you know try to find the top like it. So my first fight it was in Portland. So we drove all the way to Portland, which is like a nine hour drive from us. And it was my first fight. I was fighting uh, uh, Sean McNulty, who was I think two and one at the time, or two and zero, oh, or one and two, or something like that. And uh, so went up there and we fought and actually in front of Chael Sonnen, which was awesome. Um, I didn't even know <laughs> oh, who that cool. was at the time. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was at the time. Wow. Um, was he putting and, on the uh, event or and, something? Yeah, yep. He was playing on the the event, the Rosen cool. at the Roseland Theater. And uh, and my daughter was actually barely walking. She actually walked into him and he actually she made him spill his beer all over him and stuff. But he was super cool. I didn't even know who it was until he said, hey, my name's Chael and all this stuff. Thanks for coming and all this stuff. I'm like, whoa, geez, all right. But he was actually super cool about it. Um, and so anyways, um, you know, I fought a tough opponent. I actually unfortunately lost my very first fight, um, my first real, you know, MMA fight in the cage. And uh, so, uh, so, but my coaches were fine. Like, hey, you took an experienced fighter. You didn't get destroyed. It went all three rounds. And, uh, you know, we got, you tested yourself. We got to see what you were made of. Went and fought uh, another guy, Kevin Boehm, a couple months later. Um, 
I forget his record, but he was he's been he had some fights experience, and I beat him. And then after that, we kept pushing, you know, going to the next next stage, next stage, trying to look at the top the top fighters on topology and like see like where you know where they're at. We'll stop. We'll start at number ten that they rank and see if we can fight them. If we can't, we'll go down the next one. Next one. Is next that one, just like in your area, like the amateur uh, rankings no, in the we, area around California? Yeah, in California. So everywhere, because yeah. the Humboldt County, it's so hard at the time to find any anybody like a, you know everybody has has to travel to find some you know they get good experience and get some real fighters. Um, we had to travel out of the area. Um, just cause there wasn't that many, that many gyms and maybe that many, you know, fighters at, at the time. So, uh, we started traveling everywhere and then we just started just, you know, fighting and fighting and taking fights every, you know, couple weeks in or every month I was fighting every month for uh, like three times, but then I got injured and stuff. We realized, all right, we got to back off and, uh, you know, and heal the body as the body heal and start actually, um, you know, training like a professional, like taking, you know, some time off healing and then getting back to it. Um, but really what was, which was awesome. And I, and I hold my kids to it now. And everybody I talk to is that, um, we always, they always made sure to push myself, you know, they always made sure to find some tough opponents and, uh, and, you know, really, you know, go up against, you know, the top guys in there and, uh, and, you know, actually start fighting them. So I fought Justin Tenadora, who's actually my manager, his dad's my manager now. And he, Justin Tenadora actually fights in Bellator too. I think That's Justin Joe. was two and at the is it Joe? Yeah, Joe. Yep. 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 Man, Joe he's awesome. He's freaking aggressive. He's always messaging me about fights and stuff. Yep. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. Oh, yeah, he's a hustler. Yep. Yeah. And um and yeah, no, I love Joe. Yeah, he's you know, he's you know, I'm, this is where I'm at because of Joe too. You know, Joe's part of the you know team and family. And uh and so anyways I fought his son, Justin, and uh, it was a good fight. It was back and forth. Justin actually got a nice rear naked choke on me my in the second round. And I almost went out, but my, my little stubborn, you know, ass, you know, I ain't going, I'm not tapping. So somehow I got out of it and, uh, and then I got up on top and I actually choked him, but it was such a close fight. It was such a good fight. It was back and forth. It was exciting and stuff. But then after that, we, you know, became friends, um, not during, you know, not right after the fight, but afterwards he hit me up and, uh, cause the fans were going all crazy and stuff. The fans were definitely upset that some kid from some small town just beat, you know, the karate kid. That was his nickname back then. And, uh, and, but Justin was super cool about it and everything. He's like, man, that was a great fight. Or, you know, um, you know, hope, hope he's the best. And then we became friends after that. And, uh, and then, uh, and then a couple of years go by, I'm fighting. I fought for King, King of the cage. I fought in Vegas in front of Dana White. Uh, when I won the amateur world title for King of the cage and I met Dana White there. So that was awesome. And then, uh, you know, he told me, just keep doing my thing. He'll give me a call, you know, whenever I'm ready, you know, whenever, if, you know, whenever I'm ready or whatever. And then, um, that was super exciting. So I kept, you know, kept training, kept working hard. And then, um, a couple of years go by, or no, no, just a year go by, um, I, uh, Justin. So Justin Tandora is in Bellator, right? Or is fighting for Bellator and he's doing pretty good. And, uh, he actually is telling Bellator, about me. He's like, Hey, got this dude cast. He'd be awesome, you know, to join, you know, to be part of the team and everything and uh, fight for Bellator. And uh, he's like, he kicked my butt, you know, like he's, he's a tough kid. So he threw my name out there. And, uh, and then Joe hit me up too. He's like, Hey, I think he, uh, we want you on part of the team. And then that's kind of, you know, how it happened that uh, Joe, you know, yeah, I, I gave him my word that I'll, you know, train as hard as I can and uh, I'll be a good, you know, teammate. And uh, they, they hit me up. Bellator hit me up. 
and uh, hey, we want you to fight for us. They were they were showing us contracts and all that stuff, and uh, we decided to let's do it. You know, this is a dream. Let's go for it. That's awesome, man. So um, tell us a little bit about your your gym. It's twenty one grams, and then Institute of Combat. And I see on all over social media you coach there as well. Just tell yes. us a little bit yes. about that, and you know, kind of how you balance the coaching aspect of it with the training and the fighting. Okay, so like 21 Grams Gym, it's called 21 Grams Gym for a reason. It's uh, it's the weight of your soul. You know, a lot of people believe that there's like a, uh, forget the doctor's name, but there are scientists, they, 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 said, uh, they say right before you, you pass away, right when you pass away, they say you lose the average is 21 grams, um, uh, 21 grams of the weight. So that's like your soul leaving your body, a lot of people believe. So that's where Josh Burt got the name 21 Grams because, you know, you're giving your soul you're dying in, yeah, you're dying in here. Uh, you're, you're giving everything you got, you know, in this gym. So it was, uh, I mean, for me, it was awesome because it was hard. You know, the first day I ever showed up, it was like, this is some real stuff. Like I never had this training before. I look back like, man, if I had this, if I knew like what they taught me now, if I had this back in high school and actually really lifted, cause there's lifting, but lifting back in the day is just like, how much can yeah. you bench press? Yeah. Oh, and how yeah. much can you do this? Not lifting so like he josh burt taught me so many things on how to how to actually lift correctly so and that's one of the reasons why i think i do so well now with my kids and all the kids i coach and everybody i've been coaching because i teach them the same way i teach them everything i've learned from 21 grams gym and uh and i'm you know this is what i'm doing with all my kids i'm teaching them how to actually lift properly and safely and form and all this crazy stuff and then uh then institute of combat um my coach john thompson my head coach um, he's the one that opened that up, and uh, and uh, so he opened up Institute of Combat, and then we just started, you know, just started training. Um, so it wasn't so there was another gym here before, um, and it was called North Coast Self Defense Academy. They were here first, or they're here, and then Twenty One Grams they shared the building together, and uh, so uh, eventually they 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 split up and they got a new building. So they got a, a new building. So they went there. So we had all this open space. So John's like, Hey, let's, let's, you know, let's make our own Academy. Let's, you know, start doing it. And so, uh, uh, he asked me to help him out with it. And I was like, heck yeah. So, you know, he opened up Institute of Combat. We started training. Uh, we started doing, you know, inviting more people in. I started running the kid classes. So now I run all the kids classes. He runs the adult classes. And, um, I mean, shoot, we, you know, we've been building a, uh, it's like, I mean, what we've been doing here is uh, incredible. And I definitely can't thank, you know, Josh Burt um, and then also my coach. Um, and then I see like, yeah, then like with training wise, I like I live right down the street. So I live right down the street. So I get to come here all the time. Obviously, it's different now because of the shutdown and the virus and everything. But uh, when everything's normal, you know, I'm here every single day training. Even Sundays, I show up sometimes. Uh, but uh but like they gave me the, you know, they gave me a job where I get to coach the kids. I get to run the classes and uh, I get to be here all day, every day, which is awesome. So I get to be here with my kids and uh, my kids come train here. And then I get all the other stuff or all the other kids that are, uh, you know, we train wrestling, we train, I do a self-defense class and then we travel all over the West coast, you know, for a wrestling program. So. Very cool. So, yeah. And then I, yeah. Yeah. No, like when, when you were growing up, was MMA even on your radar or were you just playing all the yeah. other sports? Like, did you yep. watch fighting like any of the early strike force events or anything like that? Or not really? You just kind of fell into yeah. it. Yep. Just fell into it. What I was mostly watching was like, I think they're called like cry or something crazy. I don't know. Uh, 
they were just video crazy guys walking around with video cameras fighting each other and doing crazy stuff and that's like what i saw when uh, uh obviously my mom never knew that i had to see my friend's <laughs> house but uh but yeah so that's what i was watching so i like well this is awesome back uh, you know back backyard fights and everything like that kimbo fighting kimbo slice fighting you know Stuff. That's what I watched. My first uh, fight I ever saw, like in a cage, uh, it was a UFC fight. It was Aldo, Jose Aldo versus uh, Uriah Faber. And that's the first fight I ever actually saw. And then I was hooked after that. I was like, what? This is awesome. They do this in the cage. And then uh, I was stoked. So I always kind of wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to do it. There was no, like, I didn't know, especially here, there was nothing like, you know, like these gyms that we have now today um, to do this. Cass, you've given us a lot of great stories tonight, but one that Parker and I are just dying to know is what's up with the green hair? How did you decide to do it? And, and kind of why do you keep doing it, I guess? Brilliant okay, so, marketing, by the way. Yep. Thank you. Yes, I'm yeah, glad absolutely. I stuck with it. And yeah. I love it because it just pops. It's like the, I'm like, I always like, uh, like, I'm just happy with the decision that I made way back in the day to do it. So um, it was my first, the first Sherry Heights fight. And I was like, man, I'm just this white kid with no tattoos, no nothing. I need to stand out. I need to pop out and just like, you know, do something about it. Cause I had big dreams. I want to be the top. I want to be the best. And I want to make it to the very top. I want, I want the belts. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, back then it was just like, what am I going to do to stand out? You know, I gotta be, you know, what can I do? So, um, I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to dye my hair. I'm going to dye my hair. And I'm like, what color is my kid's favorite color? Um, I asked him what his co- favorite color was. It's green. I always like green. Also, Humboldt County, we're the land of the green anyways. Redwood trees everywhere. And everybody's heard of Humboldt County. So it was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, stand by my county. I'm going to go green. So the very first Share Heights fight, it was green. It wasn't as bright as it is now. We finally got the color down. It took, you know, six years to actually get the color perfect, how I like it. But, uh, um, but yeah, so that's how we, we went with it. So it's been green ever since. So every every fight it's been green. Even I took a fight on a three day notice and I want to say I even dyed it then I could be wrong, but I took a fight down in Sacramento and uh, I want to say I dyed it. I want to say it was green. I think Call we the did. hairdresser. Like I got two days. Let's go. Yep. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yep. I had two, I had two different people that were doing it. I had Valerie yeah. who was a hairdresser who did the colors and stuff. And then I had uh Lucinda who was my, uh, one of my best friends, girlfriends, um, she did design, started doing designs in the back. So then I had both of them working together and, uh, you know, doing all the designs. Now uh, we got the hair color down. So now I still have Valerie still helping. She still helps. She still dyes the hair. And then I go down just so it's nice and fresh. I go down and find somebody wherever city I'm fighting at, like San Jose, and have them do, you know, do some cool, you know, design that they want to do. And you got the green T-shirts everywhere. Y'all definitely represent. That was crazy. Exactly. And I got to give big credit to Noah, who's actually next door of visual concepts that uh, he, uh, there's a lot of people asking, Hey, can we, you make me a color black shirt? Can you make me a color, you know, white shirt, this and that. And I was almost going to do it, but, but Noah was like, no man, this is your color. You just keep it, keep it green and keep it that way. And everybody's still going to support you. Everything's going to still happen and stuff. And, uh, and you know, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to keep it green. And that's what I did. And I'm so glad I, you know, stuck with it. Cause now like it once, you know, late in San Jose, I'm able after my, after my fights, I'm able to jump up on the cage and see everybody the green just pops. I can see everybody. I know Scott Coker sees everybody. And, uh, and it's just, you know, it's just awesome. And then what's cool too, for me is I make sure 
afterwards to go say hi to everybody, especially everybody that came down there. Cause we're from Humboldt County. So, I mean, I get 200, 250 people to come down there and, but they're, it's, they're, you know, they have to drive at least six hours just to go down there. And then they have to get a hotel room. They have to, you know, dinner, family, you don't just get to drive back that night. So, uh, you know, everybody's spending a lot of money just to go down there, watch me perform and do something I love to do. So I make sure to go out there and say hi to everybody. Say, thank you for coming out. I mean, Parker came all the way from uh, Texas, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that no, that, and, yeah. That, that was something yeah. I noticed and I really appreciated. I mean, literally you probably had 250 people at that fight in San Jose and you made a point after the fight to go find everyone, shake everyone's hand, come down and sit with everyone. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I have no idea how we got hooked up, but you came yep. and said hi to me. I was like, yep. all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I hit you up because I saw you, may, uh, you, you uh, I think, posted somewhere on uh, social media that you wanted to go see the fight or something like that, or you're interesting. So I hit you, hit, interested in it. So I hit you up right away on social media and sent you a message. Hey, yeah, I was like, I got I'm there, tickets. let's go. I got the best tickets in front. Yep, front seats, you know you want to go. And that's how I met, you know, Parker. I was like, why? He's like, yeah, I want to go. I want two. I'm like, what, really? <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, I met you right there. I remember yeah. jumping on the cage, celebrating, and seeing. And I saw you right there, front row, just celebrating yeah. with your, uh, with your lady. So yeah, that, that was, was awesome. awesome, man. Yeah, that was good times. All right, um, yeah. what else we got here? So, all right, you're five and zero, undefeated in Bellator. What, what do you see the next four or five years like for your career? What are your goals? What do you, what are you looking for? Um, just keep going to the top. You know, I want to fight the best. My next fight is uh, Rafion Stotts. He's 13 and one, and uh, he's going to be my toughest fight yet. Um, all my fighters have had, you know, they're all in the same boat as me. You know, one and zero, or uh, or you know, had like four or three, you know, four fights or so like that as a professional. So, um, so now this next step, I'm five and zero. I'm fighting, uh, you know, Rafion Stotts. So I'm super excited for that one. He's a tough kid. A tough dude. He's actually my age, and um, and I can't wait. He comes from a big camp. Uh, Rufus, um, what's his name? Something Rufus. Rufus. Yeah, Lu- yes, exactly. Comes from his his gym and stuff. So he gets to train with the Pettises, the Pettises brother stuff, and uh, he's in there. So he's in with these real guys, and I believe I can hang it. You know, I'm 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 there at that level, if not more, or you know, farther up in there. And uh, I think it's going to be a good fight. I'm excited to really push myself and really make this a fight. Because from the beginning, I was you know trying to push. Hey, I want the best fighters. I want the best fighters. Obviously, when you're zero zero as a pro and you're in Bellator or you know in the big promotions, you can't just get you know somebody who has 20 fights. They California won't even let you do that anyway. So they they you know gave me the fights that they did, and now I'm at five and zero. So now I'm stoked. I get a fight. You know somebody that's 13 to one. So I, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Obviously, this this slows it down with my training and stuff. And uh, but still, you know, I'll I'll fight even you know tomorrow if I have to, even if I had no training. I'm I'm down and I'm confident in you know my skills that uh, that I have what it takes to be the best. I actually saw Raytheon fight in uh in Legacy here in Dallas. Uh, sure. And you're absolutely right. I mean, he's he's as tough a guy as they come. I think you guys are actually a really compelling stylistic matchup because I think the grappling is going to be insane. I'm, I'm really excited for that. So I'm excited to hear that cast. Um, Parker and I talk a lot about actually this Bellator bantamweight division and kind of how this is, I think sneakily, it's always been welterweight that's talked about with Bellator, but I think bantamweight is sneaky, really getting deep now with all the guys that they've added over the past few years. 
taking yourself out of it, who do you think's champ when this is all said and done? Like after after this year, let's say. So let's see. So there's no champ right now. It's open. Um, cause, uh, uh, I'm so bad with names lately. Um, you can ask Billy. Name? Billy's like an encyclopedia yeah. of MMA. He's got <laughs> you. Good. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who, who fights for the other organization? Um, Horiguchi. Horiguchi. Yeah, yep. Horiguchi. Or just ask up, me. Uh, I'm the man. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Cause you know, we had to get, uh, the knee surgery and stuff and recover, you know, recover for that. So they, he gave up the belt. So there's no belt right now. I know the wolf, you know, he's tough. Um, he's fighting in the 145 uh, tournament right now. Um, um, he obviously lost to Haraguchi. Um, I mean, shoot, there's Juan Archuleta. He's a beast. Um, he's one of my favorites. He's uh, a freaking animal. Yeah, no, he, Archuleta. yeah he, is, he is. He just moves and doesn't stop moving. Um, and uh, so I definitely think he's going to be up there. And then we got the, uh, the younger Pettis brother, who's, who's also now 135, fighting in there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those guys, I think those are the top top two guys right Another there. Another Duke Rufus guys. guy for you. Yeah. Yep, Sergio exactly. Pettis. Yep, exactly. And they're no joke. You know, they're a good gym. They've, you know, been, to, you know, the top of the top. So they're there for a reason. Um, so uh, there's definitely them. I know one of the Pitbull brothers is talking about going down to 135. Um, so that's exciting. Um, so, I mean, it's just, you know, there's a whole bunch of killers in there and, uh, and luckily I'm the, the five and O guy from a small little County. So I'm just going to come up and swoop them from the backside. Just like, Hey, here I am, you know, come up. They won't even know I hit them. So I'm stoked. I'm excited yeah. with the competition that we have. Um, you know, there's, uh, Ricky Bandeas. He's a tough dude. Um, he's, uh, he's going to be an honor. You know, I can't wait to fight him. Dude, he starts uh, James Gallagher and that, you know, he had a vicious knockout against James Gallagher. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm stoked. Like, yeah, yeah. I love to fight James Gallagher just because he has a big mouth and stuff, and yeah. a lot of big fans and stuff. But I'm not even worried about James. I'm worried about these other guys. The, yeah. You know, these are the guys. That actually, I wake up and want to. You know, these are the guys I want to fight. They're gonna wake. You know, I'm gonna wake up in the morning and actually, you know, start training. So yeah. Have you seen Patrick Mix out of? Oh, yeah. uh, I think he's out yep. of Jackson Wink. He's another yeah. bantamweight. Yeah. It's like. Exactly. I look at all these guys too, and it's all a lot of jujitsu guys, right? A lot of grapplers, a lot of jujitsu yep. guys. So that's what I'm excited about with this Bellator bantamweight division. Personally, Cass is like, I don't watch, I don't watch MMA to watch guys punch each other in the face. I'd watch boxing. I like the yeah. wrestling. I like the grappling, yeah. right? So I think you put on some some shows with these scrambles. You know, if we ever get back to fighting again. Yep, exactly. I, I can't wait. I'm so I'm so excited. And like you said, there's killers now. You know, there's there's been some killers, but now it's really filling up uh, the 35. I hope I'm really hoping they do that tournament, the tournament style, because that was going to give me the chance to get that belt to give me a chance It'd to fight perfect, for it. Yeah. Because, yeah, exactly. It'd be perfect. I'll be hopefully probably eight and zero. Oh, I'm hoping by that time, by the yeah. time they actually come through with a 35, um, with a 35 belt, and then that will give me the chance because all these guys. I mean, you know. Um, um, all these guys, a lot of them have, you know, 22 and one or 22 and something, yeah. and they have you know, 20 something fights. So for me to fight one of them, I mean, I really have to, I don't know what it's going to take, but it's going to take me a lot to, you know, fight these guys. So for, if there's a tournament, they have to fight me no matter what, as long as I, you know, win and I move on to the next, next part. So I really think that if they do the tournament, then I could, that they'll give me the step up to get in there and, uh, and fight all these, you know, all these killers. Awesome. So cast, you've been at, you know, mixed martial arts for about 10 years. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned 
while training? And what are some of the lessons that you try to pass forward to the kids you're coaching and up and coming mixed mar martial artists? So like the biggest thing I've learned, cause you know, the, you know, my, I always thought you have to go hard. You have to go hard every single day and just kill yourself and get hurt and just, you know, take damage, take beatings and stuff. But uh, my coaches here at Institute Combat, they, they've taught me so much. Like you don't need to go hard every single day. You don't need to try to knock each other out and take all this brain damage and all these injuries and stuff, you know, heal up, take your time. Um, you know, you can't break your toys. They always say you can't break, you know, there's no reason to do that. And, and yourself and your body, like I'm 32, I'm be 33 tomorrow, actually. Um, oh, happy birthday. And, uh, happy birthday. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Thank you. And, uh, so, but like with their knowledge and stuff, they taught me, Hey, you know, there's, there's times to go hard and, but there's most of the time you don't need to do that. You know? Yeah. You could drill hard. You could wrestle hard. You can scramble. You can move fast and all this stuff, but there's no reason to throw all the power into it. No reason, you know, and, you know, just have wars every single day. You know, if you do that, you're going to have a short career. So that's what, you know, I've been standing by ever since, even with the kids, the biggest thing, I think why I'm such a good coach um, is because I will pull my kids right away. If they get injured, I will pull them out. Even if it's a big tournament, um, I'll pull them out. I'm like, no, it's not worth it. You got hurt. We're going to, you know, pull, you know, I'm, I'm pulling you. And, uh, you know, I've done that with my son plenty of times. We trained for months for, uh, uh, last year for Reno worlds and, uh, rumble and Reno and all that stuff. And he got hurt. He was bridging. He has an awesome bridge. Um, he'll bridge anybody off him cause he's been bridging since he was two. And, um, but he was, he was bridging too much and he kinked his neck that one of the, his opponents, uh, kept, uh, just kept the right pressure on and kept, you know, kind of thumping him a little bit and he hurt his neck. And, uh, and, you know, I saw he wasn't moving. They stopped it. I was like, man, I gave him a chance. I was like, Hey, are you okay? He's tough enough though, which makes me proud, but I also have to be careful with him that he's like, no, I want to keep wrestling. So I gave him a chance. I let him wrestle for like 10 seconds. I saw he wasn't moving well. I saw he was just kind of, you know, wasn't right. So I pulled him. He was so mad at me, but I know when he's older, he's going to thank me. Like, Hey, thank you. Cause now he's still able to wrestle. You know, he's how old's your oldest? How old is it? 10? My so, daughter is eight. And she's, so they, and she's they both train guy. everything. Jiu-jitsu, striking, yeah. everything. That's awesome. Uh, so, so, so what I do, so my biggest thing is I don't want to burn out my kids. Right. All the kids that I coach, I don't want to. Because so I, I grew up, well, I didn't grow up in wrestling. I started wrestling in seventh grade. Right. But I saw how, how parents pushed their kids so hard and everything. And I've seen so many kids, you know, fall out their senior year, which they could have been good. So that's my biggest fear. I always fear about that. I don't want to push them too hard. But I want to push them hard enough where they're at that certain level and where they still like it. But it's, it's you know, it's a little hard. It's, it's, I think I found it, but it's going to change. Every time, everybody changes. Um, but, like, the biggest thing is um, – so like I, I, I train the kids like how I train. So whatever I do, I don't tell the kids to do something that I would never do. I'm on the mat with them. I'm wrestling with them. I know what they're going through. So with that, cause I get a train. So it's like, I understand what they're going through and I see, and I treat every kid as a puzzle piece. So no kid fits the same in this, you know, fits the same. They all fit different. Exactly. So I teach every, or I, I, I teach everyone, every little thing differently, whatever the, however they work. And like, uh, and it's been showing like, I, like the kids now we, we go to, you know, these world tournaments and we dominate, we have champions. Now I have national champions. I have, oh, you know, all these, all these kids coming up and I have kids that never even wrestled before. I, and they're, you know, placing at these tournaments, which is awesome. And, um, and I think it's, you know, a big thing is because I get, uh, you know, actually do what they're doing. And I, and I, and I, 
And like, and I, and I understand when to pull back too. Like I'll, I'll push, I'll push the kids I'll put in everyone's separate, you know, different stuff. I, I test them and see how much, okay, I can't push this kid this hard. He needs, he, he does better if I let him go you know, his own route. This guy, he needs to be pushed. He needs to be like this. Um, that's kind of how I was. If somebody told me what to do, if somebody told me what to do in wrestling, you know, in a sport, I would listen to them outside. I was like, no, I ain't listen to you. But in sport, I would always listen to whoever was telling me what to do. So, um, so yeah. Very cool. I've got two more questions and we'll get you out of here. We're already like 45 minutes, but, um, so do you watch fighting? Like do you watch yeah, the UFC yeah. and Bellator? If so, yep. who are yep, some I of watch. your favorite, who are some of your favorite current fighters to watch? So, um, let's see. So, uh, John Jones is one of the guys I like to watch. Um, obviously he's been getting himself in trouble, but that's his thing. And, uh, but his fighting, you know, is awesome. Like his style and stuff. It's, it's a genius. You know, he's one of the best. Um, so I watch him and he's super long, just like I am. I'm, I'm tall and long for my, uh, for my weight class. So I watch a lot of, you know, stuff he does. I watch, uh, uh, Cody, Cody, no love. He, he sits there in the pocket and bangs. So I like his style. I like Dominic Cruz, uh, cause he's all over the place. He doesn't stop moving. I like TJ Dillashaw. Um, not for what he does, you know, he's done in the past, but I like his style of fighting. Um, and I, you know, he just, you know, moves all over the place. It's like Juan Archuleta. They're actually teammates. And, uh, but I mean, I just, exactly. So I love breaking down those guys' fights. Um, those are like the big, the main, you know, the top guys I really watch. I watch all their fights. Jose Aldo too is awesome. His movements and stuff, especially back in the day. Um, and then like, I'll watch, uh, you know, Wonder Boy. I love his kicks and stuff. That's where I was getting a lot of his his kicks. My last fight in Hawaii, all I did was throw kicks. Um, and really quick too is actually some one of my somebody some fans' birthday was that day of the fight, and I asked him, well, what does he want to see? He said he wanted head kicks. So that's what I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give you head kicks, and that's one of the reasons why I threw so many head kicks. So yeah. I was really trying to get that you know get that knockout with the head kicks. I'm, like, I'm gonna that's throw cool. head kicks all day, baby. That's so, awesome. But uh, those are like those are like the guys I watch, you know, in the UFC. And then with uh, Bellator, you know, I watch, uh, you know, Juan Archuleta. I watch all my guys, all my 135ers and 145ers. I watch them, you know, see what they're doing because I know one day I'm going to fight them. Uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, fight all these guys. Either I go up a weight class or they come down to me, you know, so I'm definitely, you know, definitely watch them. So do you have plans to bounce up to 145 or – you know, maybe down the road or um, something after, or just, yep. After, after I win the 135 belt, I'll definitely go up to 145. Um, the weight cut's not that bad for me anyways, that to go down to 135, I bet I can make 125, which would be crazy. I'd be skinny as hell, but, uh, I could even make that, I think, but 135, I exactly 135. Um, I like it where it's at. It's not too bad of a weight cut. Uh, lately, every, every fight is getting better and e easier and easier to make the cut. Like I didn't have to do no water cut the, that morning. I wake up, I'm already on weight. So I just chill, wake up, uh, uh, take maybe a sip of water and I'm good to go. Just wait for that time to go down there and make it. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's easy cut. So 145, once I decide to go 145, I'll definitely start bulking up and start having or hitting the weights, you know, heavy. So I can at least fight with those guys. Those guys are like 170, 175, a lot of them fight down to one one forty five. So for me I'm I walk around one fifty two, one fifty five maybe right now because I've been kind of lazy and uh <laughs> and eating everything. But I mean yeah, like, we all have. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My cardio is terrible. But uh but yeah, so you know one day I will I would love to go down one forty five. I think I have the height advantage at one forty five also. 
And uh, so, I mean, I would, you know, I definitely love to go up a weight class once I take the 135 group out of there. Hell yeah. So me and Billy talk a lot about different issues that we see in MMA a lot revolve around weight cutting or judging or open scoring. Um, if there was one thing you could change about MMA judging rules, anything about MMA, what would it be? Uh, the weight, the weight cutting. Like I do it easily. It's easy for me, but if we didn't have to cut weight, if there's a way to do it where we don't have to cut weight, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, it, it'd be awesome because it does take a toll on the body. Luckily, you know, I, I have the right nutritionist. I, I eat the right food and I'm really, you know, I'm really strict on what I, when it's time to lose that weight, I try to do it as best I can, but it's still taking a toll on, you know, on my body. And eventually too, you know, I have all these kids that I'm training and they talk about, they want to do it, especially my own kids. Um, and, uh, it'd be, and I know how bad, you know, weight cutting can be. And so hopefully they could change that, especially by the time they get there to that, you know, get there, they, you know, they get away with the weight classes. Now, I don't know how it's going to work. Obviously you have to have weight classes, but there's some way that they find where your body is, you know, it's so crazy though. Cause like my body can fluctuate from 148 to 155, um, you know, easily. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, hard to figure it out. I don't ha I don't know that, uh, how they're going to do it. I know there's some organizations that do it, which is awesome, but there's still, you know, cheating and stuff. I know people could get around it somehow, but it'd be awesome to find a way where it's just like, this is the weight that you're at. This is where you're, you know, this is where you're going to fight at. And when you get older, it's harder to cut the weight too, you know? So it's different with age, age too, you know, you get, you get a little heavier too. So then you have to go up a weight class and stuff where your body starts shutting down. So um, but would, yeah, you, would you be in favor of, uh, of hydration testing kind of like they have in high school wrestling? Um, where you, yeah. they test, you know, that you're hydrated as well as your weight. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be good, but there's also ways around it. I mean, it's just, it'd be awesome to find us, like, there's probably never going to be, you can always find a way around anything, you know, right. but it would be awesome to find something that you couldn't do. Oh, and another big thing now that we're talking about is, uh, is, uh, drug testing. You know, I think everybody should get drug tested. And I, my biggest thing is if you get caught even one time, you should be done. You should, they should be have another, maybe not, you know, maybe like a whole nother kind of organization that you could go to, or, you know, uh, you know, a you know, a one night, okay. Same organization, whatever, but you could fight. This is who you're fighting. And the this steroid is division. <laughs> exactly. Steroid division. Like let it happen. If it I'm down right. with that. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. It'd be awesome. You know, like, I want to do it, do it. But the guys that are, you know, being legit and actually, you yeah. know, really training and, and really, you know, taking it seriously, not cheating at all. Like let, you know, us have, have the, uh, you know, let us have the chance too. They have it in powerlifting actually, like Olympic weightlifting. They have, you oh. know, like a clean division and then a division where you can be on steroids if you, if you want to. Oh. And so it, like, nice. it, they actually do, there is precedent for it in other sports. So it could be cool. I, I tend to agree with you that like, there's definitely a place for it. I think there's a lot of the science on what the long-term effects are of certain drugs are kind of up in the air. We don't really know. But at the same time, you don't want to force people who are clean to have to do steroids. I mean, just to yep. compete, which it's yep. not fair to those guys. So exactly. I, I completely agree with you on that one. Split it up, have two divisions, and you know, just call it a day. I think it, I think it would extend the career of some guys even who wanted to keep going who couldn't exactly. do it anymore. Yep, exactly. Like, who knows? Maybe when I'm 40 years old, you know, I still want to fight, but maybe I'm going to need to take some tests or something, you know, and keep it going. Yeah, let's you know? go. 
Hey, yeah, Cass, the you, drugs you, will be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> hey, Cass, one more thing. You you touched on it a little bit. Your kids are interested in fighting. What if they do want to pursue fighting? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm I'm good for it. You know, I yeah. don't want them to fight until they're ready. Like I don't like the biggest thing. Oh yeah, this is actually what I was going to get to before I totally forgot because I started talking. It's cool actually talking to people. You know. Yeah. No. <laughs> We all need somebody. it. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but yeah, so like, uh, with them wanting to do it, I'm going to make sure they're ready for it. And I, and I make sure to push them. So like with my kids, like the biggest thing, like, cause I don't want them to burn out. I make sure my kids lose, you know, like, yeah, winning's awesome, but I make right. sure at this age, like it's the best thing for them to lose. They don't keep their head, uh, level and it keeps the fire under them, keeps them training hard. And like, uh, we'll go to these big tournaments. And, uh, and I hear some people from other, other places, they're like, oh, you care about winning and stuff. Well, the kids win, but, you know, winning is awesome. But they also lose, too. I, I make sure the exhibition after every, after every tournament, if we can, find another kid. I'm, I'm searching like, oh, that kid's a little older. That kid's a little bit better. But I'm going to have them wrestle with my kid or one of my, my students or my and daughter. That's kind of how you came up, and, yeah? Exactly. Exactly. So I make sure to, you know, push them at that level and it just works. It keeps the fire under them. You know, all these kids, I teach them. And the biggest thing is I teach them. It's okay to lose. You're going to have so many downfalls in your life growing up. It's okay to lose. Everybody's going to lose, you know, and it's it's totally fine, but it's what you do after you lose, you know, how you pick yourself up and how to, you know, how you keep training, how you keep pushing yourself where, you know, like, that's like the, like, that's like, the best thing for you, you know, especially at this age, we ain't going for no money, right? You know, there's no money in this right now. So all these lessons that they're learning, I think is, is great for them. It's like the best thing for them. Man, that's awesome. All right. Well, Cass, we really appreciate you coming on. We did about an hour there. Nice. We're, we're some <laughs> chatty Cathy. So, uh, yeah, we're, yeah. Um, any shout outs you want to give and let, let our fans and your fans kind of know where they can find you on all the social medias and everything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely want to give a big shout out, you know, to all my wrestling kids and my students. I miss them dearly. Um, I can't wait for this to get over with so we can get back to training. And uh, I know like uh, we're usually gone every weekend. We're always doing something. So I know all the kids at home are, you know, struggling and want to get outside and start playing around. Luckily, I get to see a lot of them, uh, not personally, but on the phone and stuff because I do my live little workout. Um, with them so I at least get to see them and still like hey you're not doing that right you gotta do this right do this do that do that so that's been awesome um and then also you know my team my uh, institute of combat team my coach john thompson if uh, he didn't put all the time he has into me you know i definitely want to be where i'm at today yeah my manager joe tandora um he's you know he puts you know also a lot of time into me um all my sponsors and stuff uh redwood coast cbd water they've been huge i got adventures edge who's been with me from the beginning um that have next level who i get to do i they've been with me for a long time they go all my fights yeah i think you probably even sat next to yeah. uh, eric yep yeah, Eric's yeah. over there and he's he's the next level guy and uh i love his family i got human truth body works jack collins who's who's been awesome um, any injuries I have, he fixes, he fixes me. Like, uh, he's one of the reasons who changed my whole thinking on, uh, I used to be like, Oh, I need to be tough. I need to tough this out. I'm hurt, but I got to keep going. Now I just go to him and like, Hey, I'm, I'm hurt. He just fixes it like that. It's crazy. It's awesome. Um, yeah. who else I got? I got new wave, uh, realty. Um, they're, they're great. They have a huge family. They do the realty business. They've been with me for a while now. I got my other coach, uh, Levi Cope, uh, uh, he's been, in, I've been missing him cause he's just, he just is a banger. He just keeps coming forward. 
and uh and he's an awesome guy he goes all my fights too he's actually my corners um and pretty much i mean that's pretty much it everybody else i haven't seen everybody else that supports me and you know all you guys fans too and thank you guys for having me on um i guess you guys can find me at uh, on facebook or instagram uh facebook is cast bell um c-a-s-s and then bell b-e-l-l and then uh, instagram is cast bell mma and then you can find me on twitter but uh twitter i'm not really on i'm barely on but just hit me up all right man we appreciate you coming on Uh, appreciate your time and we'll definitely have to get you on when all this craziness passes and we're back to fighting heck yeah thank you guys so much all right brother good luck and stay safe okay how about you come on the podcast hell yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We can probably get him. He's a super cool dude. I actually been talking to him here and there and stuff, just yeah. joking around, saying you know, saying stuff. But I bet he would get on. I could probably even send him a message and tell him to uh, get you on or get him on there. We'll get both of you on. Let's go. We'll have a party. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll hype the fight up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, brother. We'll stay safe. Thanks for coming on and take care. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you guys. Right, Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and visit Parker Keen's MMA show.podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.